0: The warning. Chapter 1 I typed BBOL24. Then I typed in my code word, which is a series of letters and numbers. I moved the mouse and placed the arrow on Sign On. I clicked the mouse. And I waited while the modem dialed. My name is Jake. Just Jake. I can't tell you my last name. My name online is B-Ball24. At least, that's close to being my real online name. I have to be careful, even about that. See, nothing is safe from the Yerks. I could give you my actual screen name, and they could find me. That would be the end of Jake and B-Ball24. All my friends. And, just maybe, the entire human race. You want to know what my screen name means? Well. I used to be really into basketball. I tried out for our team, but didn't make the cut. But my best game ever, I scored 24 points. So that's what B-Ball 24 is about. Basketball, 24 points. Kind of dumb now, I guess. Basketball isn't all that important to me anymore. And not just because I didn't make the team. It's just that I'm playing a much more intense game now. I'm an anamorph. It's a made-up word. You won't find it in any dictionary. My best friend Marco came up with it. It's short for Animal Morpher. It's what we are, thanks to an alien who died trying to save the people of Earth. He gave us the power to morph, to become any animal whose DNA we could absorb through touch. We use this power to fight the Yurk invasion of Earth. That's another word you won't find in the dictionary. Yurk. But the word has a terribly real meaning. The Yurks are a species of parasitic slug. Yurks live in the brains of other species. They live inside taxons, inside horkbajir, inside guts, and I guess inside a few lirans. And unfortunately for all the free races of the universe, they live inside the brain of one Andalite. They live in the brains of humans too, human controllers. That's a human who isn't exactly human anymore. A human controller is a slave to the Yurk in its head. How many humans have the Yurks infested? We don't know. Too many. My brother Tom is one of them. Marco's mother is one. Our assistant principal at school is one. We've seen human controller cops, human controller teachers, and even a TV star who wanted to become a human controller, weird as that may seem. They are everywhere. They can be anyone. And that's why we fight. That's why we undergo the nightmarish transformations into animal form again and again. Because our only weapons are the animals we become. I connect at 38,400 BPS. I wish I had a faster modem, but at least this one is better than my old 14,400. Some offers popped up on the screen. Would I like to apply for a Web Access America Visa card? No. Would I like to buy a new antivirus program? No. You've got mail, the computer said, with a sort of mechanical excitement. Like it cared if I had email. I clicked on the mail icon. Three emails. One was a chain letter. I dumped it. One was from some guy who must have thought I cared about politics. It was some stupid conspiracy theory. I dumped it, too. The third was from Cassie98. I opened it and read it. Jake, ooh, baby, you are the man for me. I love your big, manly shoulders. I love your piercing brown eyes. They are brown, right? But most of all, I love the macho, manly way you boss us all around, snapping out orders left and right. I think of you as the new Clint Eastwood. I must have you all to myself. Signed, Cassie, XXX. I sighed. Marco, of course. Cassie seldom goes online, and never sends email. And would certainly never send me such a stupid email. Kind of a shame, actually. But this was definitely the work of Marco, using one of his many fake screen names. I clicked on the create mail command. I thought for a moment, then typed, Cassie. You know I like you too, but I have vowed not to get involved with any girl until my best friend, Marco, gets at least one girl to like him. And since we know that's never going to happen, I guess we'll never get together. Signed, Jake. I sent the email, feeling pretty pleased with myself. Marco would get a laugh out of it. Marco always looks for the humor in any situation, and he doesn't mind if the joke is on him, as long as it's funny. I was going to sign off because, as usual, I couldn't really think of much to do online. But then, I had this weird urge. I don't know why. I clicked on the internet icon and brought up the web browser. In the search space, I typed in the word Yerk. I clicked on Search Now. It took a few seconds to get the answer back. I expected to get nothing. There was no reason for there to be a website using the keyword Yerk. Like I said, It's not a word in any dictionary. But then, to my utter amazement, up popped a list of hits. There was exactly one. I clicked on the blue hypertext link. And suddenly, I realized we Animorphs were not as alone as we thought. Chapter 2 There's a Yurk homepage? Marco asked incredulously. What do they have there? JPEGs of York Slugs? Links to other alien invaders' websites? Ads for Yahoo's alien parasite selection? I'd gotten everyone together. Not in any of our usual places, like Cassie's barn or the edge of the woods. I needed access to a computer. And Marco's was better than mine. So we all went over to his house. Marco's dad works with computers. So Marco has all the latest, coolest stuff—at least by human standards. Ax was with us in his disturbingly attractive human morph. Ax's real name is Aximili Iskoroth Isthil. He's an Andalite, which means that his own body is a mix of deer, human, and scorpion, with blue fur and a pair of extra eyes mounted on stalks. Why is it working so slowly? Lee, slowly. Axe asked I forgot to mention that in his own body Axe has no mouth When he's in human morph with a human mouth He finds it very entertaining to play with sounds The rest of us find it very annoying But hey, we each have our faults Look, space boy This is the fastest modem around, okay? Marco said defensively 56,000 bits per second 56,000? Not millions, at least. Millions. Millions. He laughed. I like that word. It makes nice sounds in my human mouth. Rachel rolled her eyes. Yeah, it's a swell sound. Sometimes I just lie in bed for six or seven hours, doing nothing but saying million. Ox was totally unfazed. That is a sarcasm sound, right? Sarcasm? Asm. Chasm. Yeah, that was sarcasm, Axe, Rachel said. But she laughed, in a non-sarcastic way, and shook her head, causing her volumes of blonde hair to shake silkily. Rachel is my cousin, so I don't think of her as beautiful. But every other person does. She's not just beautiful. She's one of those people who always seems to have a special spotlight on them, wherever they go. But Rachel isn't about looks. I know this sounds corny. Like something from a sword and sorcery game. But Rachel is a warrior. I don't know what she'd have become in her life if this war with the Yorks hadn't happened. But once it did happen, it was like Rachel had found her place in the universe, you know? Like it was all some inevitable part of her destiny. Personally, I don't feel that way. I'd be happy to go back to being a normal guy. But I don't know about Rachel. There's something fierce inside her. So let's see this famous webpage, Tobias said. I have to get home. There's some guy trying to move in on my meadow. I have to be there to keep up my claim. Another redtail?" Cassie asked him. Tobias jerked his head toward her. It was a very bird-like movement. Yes, and he's tough. The Tobias I was looking at was the same Tobias I'd first met, with his head in a toilet and two bullies holding him upside down. But that was an illusion. Tobias had broken rule number one of morphing. Never stay more than two hours in a morph, or you stay permanently. Tobias is now a red-tailed hawk. He lives as a hawk, hunts as a hawk, and eats as a hawk. But he was able to recover his power to morph. He is still a hawk, but he can morph into his old human body for two hours at a time. If he stays longer, he's back to being human. But he'd lose his morphing powers forever. And he wants to stay in the fight. Tobias has been changed more than any of us by all this. Not just physically. He's lost more. Given up more. Okay, here it is, I said as the webpage filled the monitor screen. Cassie leaned over me to see better. She pressed her hand on my shoulder to support herself. This page is devoted to letting the world know about the Yurk threat. This is not a joke. This is not the usual internet nonsense. This is serious. This is deadly serious. I looked over my shoulder at Cassie. See? Yerks. A webpage about Yurks. Do you believe this? She shook her head. No, it's bizarre. The page had four icons. Facts about Yurks, Suspected human Yurks, Types of Yurks and chat about Yurks. Have you already checked all these out? Tobias asked. Before I could answer, Marco grabbed my shoulder. You disabled your cookies, right? His cookies? Cassie asked. Disabled cookies? Excuse me? Marco rolled his eyes. You really need to think about joining us in this century, Cassie. A cookie is a web browser tag that can give a website some information about you. Not you, you, but your screen name. I disabled it, I said with a wink for Cassie. Disabled cookies, she said with a derisive snort. Computer nerds have this ridiculous need to make up stupid terms for everything. All they want to do is make normal people feel... She went on about it for a while. Cassie believes in real things, like people and animals. She's not exactly a big fan of technology. So... What did you look at, Jake? Marco asked me, giving Cassie a disdainful, pitying look, which she ignored. Well, I looked through types of yurks. There's a drawing of something that looks kind of like a Hork-Bajir. But there are two other drawings that don't look like anything we've seen. I clicked to the page, up came the drawing of the Hork-Bajir. Not bad, Rachel said. Obviously, whoever drew that had a pretty good idea what a Hork-Bajir looked like. Marco said. The other drawings appeared jerkily on the screen. One looked like a standard, close encounters of the third kind type of alien. The other two looked like a Cardassian from Deep Space Nine, and a Narn from Babylon 5. Somebody's been watching too much TV, Marco said with a derisive laugh. Hax, have you ever seen any real aliens that look like those? Like that one, yes. He pointed at the fetal-looking close encounters alien. It is similar to a mature phase of a species called Skritna. The Skrit, the immature phase, is like a giant cockroach. This could be a Na. Only Na usually walk on all fours like sensible creatures. Reachers, K-ree-chers. My brother Alfengor once had some big adventure involving Skritna. But he never told me much about it The other species are all unknown to me So, what does this tell us? I asked The accurate hork picture could be a coincidence Morco said Or maybe it's a mix of real information and bogus information Or maybe someone out there knows more about Yerks And the very species they've conquered than Axe knows Cassie nodded her head in agreement A mixture of truth and lies, or else coincidence. A mix of truth and lies is like the definition of the internet, Rachel said. Equal parts reality and illusion. It's the same thing in the facts about Yurks and the section about human controllers. Not that they use the term controllers, I said. Some of it may be true, but most of it is bull. I mean, it's like supposedly every politician in the country is a controller. If that were true, the Yurks would have already won. I clicked on the list anyway, and the others all crowded in close to look over my shoulder. The president, Cassie read. Yeah, right. And the vice president, speaker of the house, chief justice of the Supreme Court. Good grief. Hey, wait, Marco said. John Tash is listed. That I can believe. Snoop Dogg? I don't think so. The Spice Girls? They suck, but I don't know if they're controllers. This is ridiculous, Rachel said. This is a waste of time. Some typical internet wacko picked the word yerk out of thin air and decided to make a webpage. It doesn't mean anything. That was my reaction, too, I said. Then I saw this name. I used the mouse to point. Chapman, Rachel said. Huh. Chapman is our assistant principal. He's also a high-ranking Yurk and a major supervisor of the sharing. The sharing is a front organization. They pretend to be a sort of co-ed Boy Scouts or whatever, but they are a Yurk organization. Which made me wonder. So, if whoever put this page together really knows anything about Yurks, why isn't there anything about the sharing? Cassie nodded. Good question. Maybe they don't know about the sharing. Or maybe this whole thing is nothing but a yerk trap, Tobias said. Exactly, Rachel agreed. Then they wouldn't want anyone knowing what the sharing really is, would they? So why mention Chapman? It's a pretty common name, Marco pointed out. Could be random. Could be coincidence. I pushed back from the computer and looked at my friends. If this thing is real, then maybe we have allies out there who could help us. But if it's just a York trap, then we could be the mice, and this stupid webpage could be the cheese, Rachel said. We all just kind of looked at each other for a while, shrugging. Then Cassie said, What about the chat room? There's supposedly a scheduled chat starting right about now, I said. But I wasn't sure if it was safe for one of us to go there. A chat room goes beyond just disabling cookies. How secure are screen names? Marco grinned. A lot more secure after I get done. See, I have the access codes for the system at my dad's work, so I can hack in through... Excuse me, Prince Jake, Axe interrupted. But if you would like, I can encode Marco's software in a way that will make it impossible for anyone to trace you. Why is it called software? I glanced at Marco. He's proud of his skills. But the truth is, Axe is about three centuries ahead of us in computers. Marco threw up his hands. Fine. Go for it. There is only so much I can do with this very primitive system, Hawk said. Two-dimensional screen. An actual keyboard instead of a decent psychic link. Rigid codes. I'm not an archaeologist. I don't know much about ancient types of computers. Just the same, he sat down and in three minutes had typed in a code that made Marco's system hackproof. Okay, so, do we chat about Yurks? Cassie asked. Yup, we chat about Yurks. Hello, phantomorphs, and thank you for listening to another episode of Audiomorphs, the Animorphs Auditory Experience. As always, this is your host, Daniel. And I apologize that this one got out a little later than usual. Uh, it's been kind of a stressful week for me, and I just really didn't have the energy to finish editing, uh, yesterday and, and get that out. So sorry, but it's, it's here now. So, hey, uh, that counts. <laughs> uh, but yeah, welcome to a new book. Welcome to the, um, the most 90s of the Animorphs books, I think. Uh, as we delve deep into that newfangled thing called the internet. Uh, so get excited for all of those very dated references and uh, enjoy the ride. I don't really have any anything else here, so, you know, just your standard stuff. If you use Apple Podcasts and you'd like to give me a rating or review, I really would appreciate that. I love to read reviews about how I'm doing. Uh, if you'd like to just reach out to me and and tell me how I'm doing without giving me a rating for whatever reason... Uh, You can do that, too. You can do that at audiomorphscast at gmail.com or audiomorphscast You can also reach me through my website, theapocalypse.com That's The Apocalypse. It's like Apocalypse, but with a D in the middle. And uh, that also has links to all my other projects, uh, current and abandoned, and uh, just all the kind of dumb little things I do in my free time to keep myself occupied. So be sure to check that out, because I pay real people money for that um that's uh that's all i have for you all this week again sorry this got out a little late um but have a happy fourth of july if you live in america and i will see you all next week my name is daniel and i believe one day the andalites will come until then we fight